The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil.
and you feel it Change is coming Can you feel it? If you do nothing, you're preparing to lose it all. Change is coming. It's easy to see. It's easy to feel it. That was a friend of Medjugorje on December the 1st, 2011. This is Radio Wave Medjugorje. The title of tonight's broadcast is Can You Feel It? In tonight's broadcast, a friend of Medjugorje actually reveals something very remarkable about fasting. And as many of you across the world have just finished the nine-day bread and water fast with a friend of Medjugorje and the Caritas community, we saw it as a big opportunity to be able to share this with you tonight. And so what a friend of Medjugorje speaks about is something which we should be reflecting about for the future. So here is a friend of Medjugorje, December the 1st, 2011. We picked this morning's message at Caritas, as we usually do in our morning prayer at random, a message of March 18, 1989. In that message, it was Mariana's annual apparition. And of course, 1989 was years ago, but it was a description before the message is what struck me. And it said, Our Lady was very sad. Or rather, Our Lady appeared sad, very sad. This is where Our Lady then said her message. But what would make her sad when she's coming to the world and often is very tranquil and peace and very happy on the mountains? On another March 18, 1994, Mariana had her annual apparition and Our Lady said, Dear children, today my heart is filled with happiness. I would like for you to find yourselves in prayer every day as today, this great day of prayer. I wasn't in Medjugorje for that apparition. I read the message with interest. I had to look to the news and did some research. What happened that day? Did the Pope declare something? Did something change in the church? Why did I say, I would like for you to find yourselves in prayer every day as if today, this great day of prayer. Something happened that day. Did Our Lady mean the week before? The month before? She said, this great day of prayer. People could say, okay. Well, if I picked the message at random and I was in, into a prayer, that would reply to that. Yes, it does. But when Our Lady gave that message, it also had the meaning in the time of the moment. A couple months later, I was in Medjugorje, and I referred this to Mariana and asked her, what, what happened that day? What was going on? Do you know why she did this? And she thought for a minute, and I gave her the message and told her. She said, oh, yes, yes. She said, we had 50 people in the room that prayed for three hours straight, very intensely. Can you imagine 50 people? I delayed to declare something for the whole world, that this is a great day of prayer. 50 people. If one man, Elijah, can open up the heavens, or close the heavens, rather, and three years later with his prayers, open the, the rain back to come back down upon the earth for the drought, what can one man do? So 50 people did this. So this morning's message, what did I lady mean when she gave the appearance, or rather, did she give the appearance the sad, very sad acting? Today I'll just come and give a message. I'm going to be real sad. 
She's in our moment. She's in our time. Our lady gave a message August 6, 1982. I will give you yet some concrete messages for our time. Oh, you are. We know there's no time in heaven. Our Lady's entered into our time. She's speaking in that terms. The great day of prayer, she was in our time frame. And it's with keen interest that you should read that message or listen to it. Concrete messages for our time. She's with us. She's in our time frame. Can you feel it? Can you see what's going on? Our Lady wasn't sad without a reason. What happened at that moment? What happened that day that made her sad? Well, we read the message and we can have insights in that. She went on to say, By your prayers, the unbelievers, those who do not have the grace to experience God in their hearts with living faith. She had preceded it. I want you to pray. My wish is just to warn you as a mother. I beg you for people who don't know about the secrets. I want to tell you how I suffer for all because of them. I'm the mother of all. She asked us preceding that to help by your prayers, the unbelievers. Had a family been praying for their loved one for salvation and that person died and went to hell? Was it a day at that moment that several people went to hell that she had been interceding before God that she didn't win the grace for them to have salvation? I know a priest, actually it's Father Peter, who's going to read the secrets. He told of a story of a woman dying and wouldn't let a priest in the room. When the priest came, they, she ran him out. The family continued to pray for her salvation. Later, when she was about to die, they had called him about because he said, call me when she's at the throes of death. He comes in. He brings a crucifix. He puts it lovingly in front of her. She stares at it. He says, all you have to say is Jesus. Just think Jesus. And there she was at the poor hole of death looking at this crucifix. The family was watching all intensely. She spit on it and died. Our lady sad? Probably because that day, that moment in time, there were souls lost that went into hell. So our lady gives us things in these messages that we can take to the bank. We can see our future. We can know what's happening in our time. Physical changes, Yvonne said. Our lady said, get ready. Those two things, after Yvonne said, uh, our lady and I are talking a lot this past summer, you'll see physical changes on the earth, all over the world. Obviously, Yvonne knows what he's talking about. You correlate that with our lady saying, get ready, change the direction of your life. Our lady says, I bring you into a new time. Prepare. These are all about prepare, preparation. What can you be doing now that you should be doing, that you wish you would have done if you do nothing now and lose everything. We're not talking about prosperity doctrine. We're not talking about saving yourself. We're talking about stepping into the future of the way of life now in the Greenwood 
while you can do it, and one hour spent in your efforts to do so may take a year later that you can do it or can ever achieve it. Something's going to change. You have all the evidence. Our lady doesn't tell us things without having a good purpose for us. And this message of where she sat, she said, I skipped this part. I don't think I read that part. March 18, 1989. I do not want to threaten again. My wish is to warn you as a mother. God cannot tolerate the condition of the culture that's dying that will be later known as a civilization. It's not going to be. Back in 1986, my first trip back to Missouri, I went immediately saw a priest that I knew, very fond of. And I told him about the trip. And I said, Our Lady asked us to fast on Wednesday and Fridays on bread and water. He had this tortured look on his face. He says, that's dangerous. I says, what are you talking about, Father? He says, well, it's dangerous to do that. I says, no, it's not. He says, that's bad for your health, fasting like this just on bread and water. Somebody else was in, they chimed in with him in agreement. I was shocked. I accepted it. I was being little children. The mother said to do it. It can't be bad for my health. And we split from there. Actually, we got in some big adversity over this and other things. Because he didn't want to do it. Our lady can't say to us, fast on Wednesday and Fridays for just a senior purpose that this is good spiritually. Helps us to resist temptations and strengthens our soul. What else does it do? It's got to be healthy. It's got to be physically good. Yesterday, I didn't have time to eat. I didn't eat anything, and the only thing I could find yesterday afternoon, late towards 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock, was chips. Never had an opportunity to eat bread. I didn't feel deprived. I was thinking about that this morning. I felt conditioned. Are there going to be days we won't be able to eat? Has man always had it ready, available, that he ate breakfast, lunch, and supper? A French friend of mine here was here in the 80s, and he says, you know, you Americans, you eat big breakfast, big lunch, big supper. He says, that's not healthy. I didn't understand what he was talking about because that's how we lived. Do you not think man was made by God to be able to skip a whole day of eating when he's transversing across the wild country? Or because something wasn't ready or because the conditions made it for storms, he couldn't get out and do what he needed to go hunting? A gatherer? A life of Gurian, where everything was always perfect. You always had everything on the table. My dad worked and self-employed, and he didn't always have money. And we didn't know it. We didn't feel deprived, but there were many times we ate grits for supper, and that's all we had. I know in the south or north, you, you call it porridge or whatever you call it, but we call it grits. And my dad, to cover that up, would tell us the story of three little bears. When really what he's trying to hide is our poverty. And this wasn't once or twice. I mean, this was every other week, sometimes twice a week. He had no cash. My mom couldn't go to the store. didn't get anything. And we were satisfied. We didn't know. We were used to eating in that kind of condition. We were used to having bread. That was our snack. So do you think Our Lady knows at the moment, this great day of prayer, that Our Lady is sad because some people went to hell? 
that perhaps our fasting is preparation for the future to learn us that you can't have everything on a whim that you want it? That your body, your body physically, health-wise, is being conditioned for something other than just spiritual? There is no way our ladies ask us to fast solely and only for spiritual reasons. She's a mother. She knows what's good for us. Fasting is good for you health-wise. Fasting is good for you spiritual-wise. You'll never follow God. You'll never go to His instructions without reaping these benefits. And so it is. We have Our Lady giving us messages that there's two paths to follow. Just November 25th. Everything that is around you, little children, lead you towards worldly things. But I desire to lead you towards the time of grace. So through this time, you may be able to be closer to my son. You can make decisions now. Our least promptings is getting you to do that. I'm amazed how few people still act on this. Oh, yes, we have a large following. We have a lot of people doing it. But how many people out there are not doing it? How many people are still listening to this and procrastinating? Why are you saving money in cash when every sign out there, every indication, as L.A. showed in her apparition, sad, as L.A. showed in the apparition another time, very happy, that these are consequences in our time, her with us, that you can't see the economic situation is not going to last. It can't last. There is a judgment against it. That judgment is from God. God's judgment comes when something's gone astray and can't be corrected. We had an opportunity 25 years ago. Can you imagine? The bishops of the world were told, consecrate Russia, or she'd spread our errors throughout the world. We're still suffering, even though communism in that country's gone away per se, we're still suffering from these eras. And the king of France, King Louis, his father was told when the Sacred Heart was revealed in France that if France consecrated to the Sacred Heart, it would spare France. It didn't. And we had the French Revolution. And that started the beginning decline of Christianity, the dechristianization of the world, all from France. And all we had to do was something simple. Our lady said to do it, consecrate it, and put this in action. If you read it, ain't going to happen. You know in the back of the book about the cross on Cross Mountain. You know what St. Catherine, Sister Catherine at Rudabach, who received the miraculous medal, was told to do, or told the confessors to do, and they didn't act on it. This is a rejection of God. We think it has to be just sin. Sin comes along, God gives us something simple. Hey, here's my here's a picture of my sacred heart. And the theologians and the doctors and lecturers of that day rejected and ridiculed this. The king wanted to do it, but he couldn't get the, the clergy to, to, to enact this. We couldn't get, as a result of Fatima, the consecration of Russia. And now we got Medjugorje, all these coming telling us what to do. We won't do it. A simple message. She gave us one simple message. It said, Confession, monthly confession will be a cure for the West. This actually, I think, is in the same message I was quoting. In that message, Our Lady said, 
do what I've told you. Isn't that interesting? This is exactly what I'm telling you, what she's saying. Do what I've told you. There are numerous who do not observe it, speaking about the messages. And she goes on and says, Monthly confessions will be a remedy for the church in the West. One must convey this message to the West. One must consecrate to the Sacred Heart France. One must consecrate Russia to my Immaculate Heart. And we reject it. We got the solutions. I read that message given in 1982 and wondered, what if the bishops declared everybody is to go to confession? Everybody. We wouldn't be suffering what we're headed toward right now. The tortures is coming, the difficulties, the crosses. Because man rejects it. Who rejects it? That's got the higher echelon rejects it. God's coming to purify the church. And with the church, coming to purify the world. The church is under judgment. And thereby the world's under judgment. Because the world really becomes what the church is. If the church is strong, we're holy. If it's weak, we're unholy. We didn't recognize that we got judgment when France didn't consecrate itself to the Sacred Heart. The world got judgment when Fatima was consecrated to Russia. And now in Medjugorje, the ignoring of confession, which easily the bishops could do across the whole land for the whole West, we are under judgment. I know a couple that came here several years ago who ended up coming for counseling because they had plenty. They had gotten in a good shape financially, had a nice, beautiful place, and they started indulging in what they had. This resulted in dyslexia. They never had any marriage problems. They started having marriage problems. They ended up getting divorced. They ended up even starting other relationships with other people. Through counseling, they came back together. They got remarried, and they're okay now. He told me, we never had any problem until we self-indulged. Just because you have things or money or, or whatever, even if you're middle class or even if you're in poverty, the indulging things is to replace God. You indulge in God, His ways. Otherwise, you come under judgment. And God's not a wrathful judge. Mariana said that she thought He was that way until she saw the apparitions of Our Lady and she thought that He was a loving God. But how long will a loving God not love us enough to correct us like a father correcting his child who's gone wayward? We're so wayward that there's nothing left for God's love to do except to chastise us and correct us. So we are under judgment. We're here now. And now is the time to act for the future. If you want a future, use this time that it might go well for you. This is the time of grace. I'm astounded of what people are holding on to and not acting on the miracles of Medjugorje Silver Rounds, where they can first seek God's first His kingdom. And that's not the goal. The goal is to get you into another way of life. That may be the bridge that goes over the stream to get you to the other side of the river. And on the other side of the river may be your little plot of land or a simple, more simple life. A way of life that brings your autonomy underneath God and you, rather than you and man. Who do you want to be yoked with? Jesus says, my yoke is light. Well, no yoke is really not easy to take. A yoke's difficult. Who would you rather be yoked with? And that's really what this boils down to. 
the miraculous middle measure go around is the means to get to that point. If you can do it today and you go buy your plot and just change your life, do it. But that's not an easy decision. The thing people aren't acting on that could, and they're holding the wealth in dollars or investments or things that's ludicrous. It's under judgment. Get out of it. Put it in what's real, not what the ultimate goal to be having that stored up in a shoe, big boot or something. But to use it for the transmission of the messages, one of them is conversion to the miraculous metal to be dispersed to get you to another way of life. You can do that today, right now, but you can't go out and get your homestead or whatever you want to do. That takes time. And so this is a transitional thing. And that was a friend of Medjugorje, December the 1st, 2011. For the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje Silver Round, you can contact Century Silver Exchange toll-free at 877 877- 936-7686. Again, that's 877-936-7686. You can email info at centurysilver.com or go to centurysilver.com and click on contact. Century Silver Exchange is a for-profit subsidiary of Caritas of Birmingham. It bears its own expenses and pays income tax on its earnings. If there is any earnings left over at year-end, it may make a dividend distribution to Caritas to further its mission efforts. And so to conclude, here again is a friend of Medjugorje. Our lady just told us, your life doesn't belong to you alone. It's to be spent and bringing others to eternal life. That's what you use it for. You're not free to spend your money as you want. I don't care if you got $100 billion. That's not your choice. You can do it. you got free will. But God gave that to you by His blessing He shared with you. And you're to share that blessing. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.